Hello, my name is Danielle Casey, Senior Pastor of Triumphant Love Lutheran Church located in Austin, Texas. I would like to welcome you as part of our family as you join us for the audio portion of our Sunday morning worship service today. You may also choose to watch this service as a video broadcast by looking for the YouTube link in the description of the podcast. You may also go to our website, tllc.org, and look for the recorded Sunday worship service. Through this website, you can also find out more information about our congregation. Join us now as we begin our service with a musical prelude.
Hello, I'm Pastor Danielle Casey, and we are delighted to have you joining with us today for Worship Where You Are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas, as we gather on this third Sunday of Epiphany. Just a few announcements and reminders for you. We continue to gather your prayer requests and offerings, whether you're doing that online or via snail mail. We also appreciate you uh, sending in your 2021 commitment cards as you commit to joining with us in forming faith from roots to fruit. Also, we will have our annual meeting on the 31st at noon, and preceding that today on the 24th, we will have our workshop at 10 o'clock. We hope you will make plans to join us for those. And now we turn to the confession and forgiveness as we begin today's service. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose voice is upon the waters, whose mercy is poured out upon all people, whose goodness cascades over all creation. Amen. Let us confess our sin, trusting in the abundant grace of God. Holy God, you search us and know us, you are acquainted with all our ways. We confess that our hearts are burdened by sin, our own sins and the broken systems that bind us. We turn inward, failing to follow your outward way of love. We distrust those who are not like us. We exploit the earth and its resources and fail to consider generations to come. Forgive us, gracious God for all we have done and left undone. Even before the words are on our tongues, you know them. Receive them in your divine mercy. Amen. How vast is God's grace. Through the power and promise of Christ Jesus, our sins are washed away, and we are claimed as God's own beloved children. Indeed, we are forgiven. In the wake of God's forgiveness, we are called to be the beloved community, living out Christ's justice and the Spirit's peace. Amen. We sing.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, by grace alone you call us and accept us in your service. Strengthen us by your Spirit and make us worthy of your call. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I now invite our young people to gather around to join me for a children's message. It is good to be with all of you today, wherever you are worshiping. I brought something to show you. How many of you know what this is? What does this look like? Yeah, this is a fishing net. How many of you have ever gone fishing before? Yeah, I have too. But I didn't use a big net like this when I went fishing. What did you use? Maybe a fishing pole? Yeah, that's what I used. But I brought this fishing net today because today we meet some of Jesus' first disciples, and they were fishermen, which means that they went out every day just to catch fish for a living. But today we hear Jesus call them to a new kind of work, to be his disciples, to follow him. And he says that he will teach them to catch people instead of fish. Now that sounds a little bit funny, doesn't it? Do you think that Jesus meant they should go around and throw nets over people to catch them? No, I don't think so. But if we watch throughout the rest of the gospel, we see a little bit of what Jesus meant. We see how they catch people by telling them about the kingdom of God. We see how they catch people by praying for them in their time of need, praying for them when they need healing. We see that they catch people by sharing food, even doing miraculous things with a small number of loaves and fish and feeding 5,000 people. We see them sharing the stories of scripture, the stories about how God has been at work in the world since the beginning of time. Most importantly, we see them sharing the love of God and that certainly catches people. When I hear this story, I am reminded that Jesus calls us to be disciples too. Jesus calls us to catch people. And we do so in the same way. Not with a fishing net, but by sharing the stories of Jesus that we have learned from the Bible and feeding people who are hungry, clothing those who need things like that, praying for one another, and most importantly, 
sharing the love of God with those with whom we might differ most especially. Because even though it's been some 2,000 years since Jesus called those first disciples, would you believe that there are some who still don't know about Jesus? There are still some who don't know that love of God with which we have been caught. So Jesus calls us still today to catch people. So as you go throughout your week, whether you're going to school in person or at home, whether you are out on the soccer field or swimming laps at the pool or out on a walk in your neighborhood, you can catch others by sharing this good news that we know through Jesus. I hope you will do that with me throughout the week and will pray with me now. Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for Jesus and the call to be his disciples. Help us catch others with your love. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with our readings for today. A reading from the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone great and small put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. 
As Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went on a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We sing. The Chinese character for crisis is often said to be a combination of two other characters, meaning danger and opportunity. But perhaps a better translation is actually danger and turning point. A moment of crisis, therefore, is not necessarily negative, but rather a decisive moment in which life hangs in the balance. Which way one turns, what decision one makes, determines the future for good or for ill. The Greek word kairos, used in the gospel text in the phrase, the time is fulfilled, has the same sense of crisis about it especially when seen in the context of Jesus saying, repent and believe in the good news. Because that Greek word repent literally means to turn around, to turn away from one thing and toward another, to hang your hopes on something new. As Mark begins this gospel and Jesus calls his disciples, we see that they, that we, are called to crisis discipleship. A moment of danger, perhaps, but most certainly a turning point. Verse 15 that we heard today summarizes the whole of Mark's gospel. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Jesus comes proclaiming these words 
to a world in need. He preaches the same message of repentance as John did, but he also proclaims that this time is fulfilled and that the kingdom of God has come near to us. The words he uses tell us that these things have already begun and will continue into the future. The words he uses tells us that this is indeed a moment of crisis. Throughout the gospel, we see examples of this time being fulfilled and of the kingdom of God coming near through the ministry of Jesus and people making crisis decisions when faced with that message. Mark begins with this example of some fishermen. And we meet them going about their business as usual, casting their nets for fish, casting their nets for survival. We meet them going about their business as usual, repairing their tattered nets, repairing their tattered lives. That day, they had no idea of the danger nor the opportunity that awaited them. But why should they? It's just another day, business as usual. When Jesus arrives on the scene preaching the same message of repentance and the arrival of the reign of God, these fishermen face a moment of crisis. How easy it would be for them to dismiss this preaching and remain content with their lives. How easy it would be for them to remain in their boats, going about business as usual. Perhaps they see the opportunity for change, to follow Jesus, this one to whom they are so drawn for inexplicable reasons. But undoubtedly, they also see the danger to follow this one who leads them away from all they know, away from business as usual, and ultimately to the cross. But upon Jesus' invitation to follow him, Simon, Andrew, James, and John do follow. As we hear, they left their nets and they left their father. We should be shocked, as surprised as Zebedee, who was left there in the boat. When they were approached by Jesus, as they heard his words of hope and promise, they realized the opportunity that he offers them. That opportunity, though filled with difficult choices and inevitable difficulties in the weeks and months and years ahead, is worth the cost, is worth the danger. Jesus says, Come with me, and I will make you fish for people. I will show you the reign of God. I will help you live the reign of God. Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Jesus comes proclaiming this message 
to us as we sit in our little boats, as we mend our nets and lives. How easy it would be for us to stay here in the safety of our boats. How easy it would be for us to be content with business as usual. How easy it is for us to interpret this crisis moment as danger and danger only. Like Simon, Andrew, James, and John, we know the cost of discipleship. But unlike Simon, Andrew, James, and John, we know how this story of the reign of God will end. We know that God will be triumphant even when the world thinks it has killed Christ. We know that Christ will be raised up again. And we know that he will be raised up so that we can be raised up and so that we can raise others up as well. We can see the moment of crisis that is the cross. It is our turning point, our opportunity. Because of this opportunity, we are led to follow Jesus. When he says, follow me, we are compelled to get out of our boat, repent, and follow behind him. As I mentioned earlier, that word repent in Greek literally means to turn around. And as a little girl who grew up dancing, I know quite a bit about turning around. Turns were always one of my favorite dance steps, but it is also one of the most difficult steps to execute well. To help them turn, dancers often use a technique called spotting. You pick a spot on the wall and you keep your eyes focused on it as you turn. But the turning described here in the gospel is a turn of 180 degrees, not 360 degrees. It is more of an about face, if you will. And what makes this type of turn even more difficult for dancers is that they have no spot on which to focus. But today, as we get out of our boats, repent and follow Jesus, we realize that he becomes the spot on which we focus our eyes and our lives. So we are continually turning away from the safety of our boats and toward the opportunity, toward the reign of God. When Jesus says, I will make you fish for people, we are compelled to get out of our boats and learn and show others the opportunity that lies before them. When Jesus calls, no matter what your business is, you cannot go about business as usual because you have seen this opportunity. You have heard the good news and you have seen the kingdom with your own eyes. 
whether you're a doctor, lawyer, teacher, builder, nurse, stay-at-home parent, your job is still to fish for people. And once you've heard this good news, once you have experienced the kingdom, how could you do anything else? I confess that I have often thought, hey, it's 2021 now. Do we really need to be fishing for people these days? Are there really still people out there who have not heard about Jesus and his good news? But the events of these past few weeks, these past few months, this past devastating year made me realize this week the answer is yes. There really are still people out there who haven't heard about Jesus, at least not the Jesus I know. The Jesus who leads with humility and self-sacrifice, who works for justice and for love for those deemed unlovable, who brings the good news of the kingdom of God so near that we can reach out and touch it. The events of these past few weeks and past few months, this past devastating year in our country and around the world, made me realize that, yes, there are people who have not heard this good news, at least not the good news of the kingdom of God, as Mark describes, the good news of repentance and reconciliation the good news of transformation and renewal, of hope and peace, the good news of death and resurrection. We are in a crisis moment, dear friends in Christ. But more than a moment of danger, we see it is a turning point. Will we turn and follow Christ who calls us. Today's gospel lesson serves as a reminder to us that the kingdom of God has come near, so near that we can reach out and touch it. Will we be Christ's crisis disciples and share that good news? Amen. We sing.
We come this morning offering praise to our loving God, made manifest in Jesus. To recognize the call to discipleship is to commit with joy as well as with our brokenness. Our acceptance of God's invitation is both a responsibility and a privilege. God, we confess that we allow the busy world we live in to shape our agendas. Help us to put aside those things that keep us from you so that we might hear and draw closer. We ask to understand how our limitations and seeming insignificance can be used for your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Just as Jesus called his disciples, for centuries you have called us to be in relationship with you. Help us to listen for your extraordinary invitation and make us modern-day disciples, sharing your mission through our daily work and encounters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We are called to live a courageous faith in this difficult, uncomfortable time. Help us to set aside our security to overcome inconvenience and fear, and to rest assured in your steadfast strength and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
Merciful God, we lay before you the joys and concerns of this congregation. We lift up prayers of thanksgiving for our triumphant love ministry, especially our Child Development Center, as it continues to raise up children and support families throughout the pandemic. We lift up our prayers of thanksgiving for the birth of Sydney Joy Haveman, and we pray for those in need of healing, especially for Myron, Bobby, Cole, Gavin, Dave, and Mylan, for those in need of comfort, especially Elna and Haley, and for those in treatment for cancer, especially Lene, Barbara, Bob, and Doug. We pray for those battling COVID-19 across the country and around the world, especially for John. And we pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, especially the 400,000 in the U.S. who have lost loved ones to coronavirus, and for Brian Rust in the loss of his mother. And for these things in our hearts and minds now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, grant us the ability to hear your calling and a great love to respond. Just as the disciples were an answer to Jesus' prayer, we are reminded that we are an answer to someone's prayer. Help us to bring your love to all of our interactions with others. Amen. And the peace of Christ be with you always. Please share a sign of Christ's peace with those in your household and with those you meet throughout this week. To give to our ministry, please mail in or drop off your offering. You may also give online by visiting our website at tllc.org or scanning the QR code below. Together, we are forming faith from roots to fruit. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I see. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel. Lord, to give up I'd be a fool. You are my all in all. Thank you. 
Let us pray. O God, receive these gifts as you receive us, like a mother receives her child with arms open wide. Nourish us anew in your tender care and empower us in faithful service to tend to others with this same love. Through Jesus Christ, our saving grace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the calling of the disciples, he revealed your mission to all people. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed are you, O holy God. You are the life and light of all. By your powerful word, you created all things. Through the prophets, you called your people to be a light to the nations. Blessed are you for Jesus, your son. He is your light shining in our darkness and calling us to come and see. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his preaching and healing, his dying and rising, and his promise to come again, we await that day when all the universe will rejoice in your holy and life-giving light. By your Spirit, bless us and this meal, that refreshed with this heavenly food, we may be light for the world, revealing the brilliance of your Son. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. 
for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. invite you now to share the meal with those in your household using the words the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. Those not receiving the elements may receive a sign of blessing upon the forehead. And this is the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you.
Let us pray. Christ Jesus, at this table we have feasted on your very life and are strengthened for our journey. Send us forth from this banquet nourished in body and in spirit to proclaim your good news and to serve others in your name. Amen. And receive the blessing. God, the creator, strengthen you. Jesus, the beloved, fill you and the Holy Spirit Comforter keep you in peace, now and forever. Amen. We sing.
And a final reminder before our dismissal to join us for our annual meeting at noon on the 31st. We also have a workshop on Sunday the 24th at 10 a.m. If you need any technical assistance, please be sure to call the church office so that you can join with us for those meetings. And now, go in peace. Be the light of Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our message today. We are Triumphant Love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day. And may the Lord be with you.